Welcome to the Sullivan and Sons Sports Podcast. I'm Seamus Sullivan. And I'm Mark Sullivan. And uh, we had a, a conversation before we started, and, and I was commenting on, on the state of sports reporting and the fact that the I would say that there's uh, two major websites for sports reporting, and one of them being ESPN, and the other one probably Sports Illustrated in terms of national sports news. And... I frankly was avoiding Sports Illustrated this week because they, I don't know when they started you this. You mean ESPN, right? What did I say? You said Sports Illustrated. Well, uh, Sports Illustrated gets me irritated too. I'll get to that in a moment. But <laughs> ESPN irritated me this week. I think this is the week they've, they're doing uh, their body issue mm-hmm. where they show, they have pictures of nude players who have clear, they're, clearly have the important parts of their body covered up, but that's it. And I'm like, this is not sports. And frankly, I have no interest in seeing the players naked. They might have incredibly good physiques, but <laughs> I don't care what they look like without their clothes on. It just, uh, it, it really is. I'm like, I want to read about sports. I don't want you showing me this. I don't want you promoting it. It just, and it really, I don't think it has anything to do with sports. And I find that they must have a, a uh, clear, I don't know, I, honestly, I don't know what their purpose is in the body issue. If I probably read about it, I could figure it out. But to me, it's just really annoying. I just want to see people with their clothes on. And they're <laughs> showing this issue with, uh, you know, taking them out in deserts or somewhere else and taking their pictures. And I'm like, this is, this is not sports. And it's completely useless. I think it goes along with Sports Illustrated also does, uh, you know, has their swimsuit edition and swimsuit models. And I think... They're, both of these are probably appealing to the the fact that most of their readership are men, and you know clearly men w- want to see this more than women. But I actually have an in- interest in want seeing neither one of them, and <laughs> it's just my my pet peeve of the week. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, going off of that uh, extremely long rant, I, I agree with you. Um, it doesn't. People can do whatever they want, but yeah, they don't need to put it on the front page. I don't need to be seeing this when I open up my... If they want to put it on a different page or market it uh, through a I, magazine subscription, I wonder if this business. actually adds... I don't know if they're actually showing that this improves... I don't know how they... you know, There's met- metrics that they can measure their ratings, but I'm like, is this improving their magazine sca- sales? Is this improving readership on online or is this just some sort of weak attempt to compete with sports illustrated's um swimsuit edition which i don't like but certainly i can understand the appeal that it has to men um and i I just i don't know why they do it and it just annoys me well what what uh surprises me is the fact that i don't know like you i haven't i don't look at these or read these stories at all but what is interesting to me. If I was an athlete, I'd be very worried about doing it because people have cell phones. I'm sure this is a large production thing. It's like what's stopping some random person from snapping a picture of you in a, a compromising position that you have no control over. That would be very hard to tell if somebody did. Right. I just I don't know if there's some sort of contract signed, if they're getting financial compensation. It just seems like a very I would not want that to accidentally get out there. I understand for, that part of it. For to really me, any any amount of money. Right. <laughs> and, and to me, it's just unappealing. I'm like, you know. Yeah. Please. I don't, you know. It's just. 
just where I'm at. So, uh, <laughs> moving on to other things, we'll, we'll talk. This is obviously the the uh, heart of the baseball season. When I think it's like the only start, sport going on right, right now. Although some people think about soccer, but I don't know that any, anything <laughs> that, about that's that. a sport. <laughs> You're right, exactly. I heard Messi might sign a new contract, extend I, I his heard contract. That, but I mean, so we'll throw that in as a bone to those yeah, who actually care about that new sport. New five year, some X hundred a million dollars, or yeah, he won't see very much of it if he's still paying the taxes in in Spain, though. <laughs> yeah. So the on the on the uh, major league baseball front. This is a point in the season we're coming down to uh, the All-Star break, and people are starting to think about who is in the front running for uh, some of the major awards. And a player we talked about last week and who we both enjoy watching play, probably not as much that he's with the Boston Red Sox, is certainly the front runner, as I would see it at this point, for the, for the uh, Cy Young Award, which would be Chris Sale. Yeah, I mean, uh, and we saw this last year, front runner, Got about to the all-star break and then really struggled down the stretch with, I don't know, I think he denied that it had to do with anything with innings like stamina or um, endurance or anything physical. It just, it seemed like maybe guys got wise to him as they kept seeing him, but yeah, he just, he kind of collapsed over that last half of the season in terms of. In in fact, if you look at his record at the uh, halfway point of this season, 2017, He's 11-3 and three at this point in the season in terms of wins and losses, which is a, which is a phenomenally great record. But at the uh, first half of last season, 2016 through June, he was 13-2 and two, um, at the halfway point of the season, and he went 4-8 and eight in the second half of last year. So I, I think he continues to improve each year as a pitcher. I'm fascinated to see what he will do in the second half of this year if he's learned how to pace himself for the season or to make adjustments so that he's he doesn't have that suffer that same sort of decline in the second half of the year Mm -hmm. well and uh i think also with that is it's weird to see that in the the american league it almost seems like they have less competition for the cy young so far you look over at the national league you have max scherzer definitely um, Clayton Kershaw, Bumgarner's been out with injury, but I mean he could come back and just go on an absolute tear. He is Madison Bumgarner. Did, did you now? You mentioned his name, and I just read a little bit on him this week. Did you read about his rehab start this week? Uh, the I didn't. I heard about it, but I, did something happen? He pitched one inning, and if I memory serves me correctly, he gave up eight runs <laughs> three home runs in that one oh, man. inning in a rehab minor league start yeah single a right yeah so yeah. they probably are gonna uh say i don't know you know again they <laughs> injured himself in he a, might have a little bit he more injured himself like in a in a dirt bike dirt bike accident, accident yeah. right yes yeah, i so. would say that madison bumgarner i think he's got a little bit more merit to moving up to the big leagues than tim tebow but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Probably a little I bit mean, better history and track record there. I think, I think he's proven that he can play in the big leagues even even after this. That is an atrocious stat line. That is horrible. <laughs> it is it is horrible. And I, but I think he'll he'll come around. I don't know what he was. Uh, yeah, maybe he's just trying to get his arm stretched out and his legs stretched out for the season. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? But the uh, so that's the front runner for the. In the American League for the uh, Cy Young Award, and uh, the front runner for the MVP 
is a player that you've uh, grown to respect and we've talked about uh, off the air uh, with is uh, Aaron Judge. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's really, I mean, I don't know a ton about his personal life, but from interviews that I've watched with him and just how he carries himself, he's not the typical Yankee uh, that we've grown to hate. He's much more in the vein of Derek Jeter. He's very humble, and he's not. I mean, A. Rod just gives gives the Yankees organization a bad name. But I mean, there was other ones too. You got Roger Clemens, who wasn't a very great sportsman. But yeah, I like Aaron Judge a lot. And he's, uh, he's hit uh, for this point in the season. He's hit twenty nine home runs. Yeah, and very if I read it again correctly, was that he has broken Joe DiMaggio's rookie. Mm-hmm. New York Yankees season record with who had 28 home runs over the course of a season. And uh, Judge is now, he leads the league in home runs with hitting 29 home runs. He also is uh, third in his batting average and is just, uh, he's lighting it up for a guy who's in his first year in the league. And, and I will say this, he's, um, I think he's 26. So he is an older rookie. Um, he's not like a, a trout or Bryce Harper, those guys were really young. I mean, and, and they weren't even 21 yet. I think Bryce Harper was 20, and Trout might have been 21 when they broke into the league. So he's a little bit older of a rookie, but, I mean, still a rookie. You know, he hadn't faced major league pitching uh, before this year. And the, the Yankees have a unique way of celebrating Aaron Judge this year. Yeah. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the judges chambers yeah i i saw this i thought whoever it was in whoever in the yankees organization came up with this they probably deserve a raise or a bonus or a promotion but basically they select fans at random and i don't know how you have to be entered i don't know if this is any ticket in the ballpark it might be they're probably very expensive tickets in general but it's reserve seating in the right field uh right field area and they'll give you like a little gavel and a wig, and you can sit in what looks to be like judges. Uh, what do you what do you call those chambers? Chamber. Well, it's it's oh, like his uh, uh, where they sit and courtroom. Yeah, pronounce judgment on other people. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's a very fun promotion, and uh, apparently I'd read there's a bunch of different ones they do. Can you get one of those wigs? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I I don't know if they let you keep them. That's interesting. I should We should look into that to see if they let you keep those. Probably. I don't think they're taking them back. But, yeah, they get, like, a little gavel, some robes, a wig. And it's, it's a really fun-looking promotion that they're doing. But I didn't know there was um, – they do other ones. There's one in uh, Miami they did for King Felix. They had uh, Felix – like, King Felix's court for – because his oh, nickname okay. is King Felix. Yeah, yeah. They had the King's Court in Miami – that's the one that comes to mind. There was a bunch of different ones. Obviously, none were as good or as catchy as this. I think they have the trout farm, which I thought was pretty oh, cool in, good. Yeah. In, in Los what, Angeles. You get a fish, fish costume or yeah. something? <laughs> well, I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what that one is. If they have just like a pond with some salmon in it or, or I mean, <laughs> some trout in it or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the wrong uh, fish. Yeah, well, I mean, they had Tim Salmon play there. That's where I was. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> no, that Changed was, it over. Yeah. But so I thought it was a really cool promotion that they're doing and obviously capitalizing on his success as a rookie. Now, uh, we, we were even lacking. It was a weak week. It was a W-E-A-K week for uh, humorous stories in the sports world as well. Just any any sports news at all. It's 
And it reminds you happening. of the uh, the the only one that we could come up with or that I could find reminds me of the joke of uh, the men who come across the black bear in the woods and uh, they both start running and the one guy stops and uh, takes off starts to take off his shoes and put on his running shoes. And the other guy says, "Why are you putting on your running shoes? You don't." And he's like, "You know, you don't have to." be the fastest one out of the woods. He's like, I don't have to be the fastest one. I just don't want to be the slowest one. Because uh, this week in in Maine, a professional Kenyan runner actually came across two black bears while he was out training in the woods. Now, first of all, I'm wondering why they have a, if he's just running on a track, maybe he's just used to that from back home. But he came across the black bears and he was thinking about his options he's like i didn't want to climb a tree because i know the bears can climb a tree he's like i didn't want to run for the lake because i don't know how to swim (laughs) 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 and so he he ended up he he stood on the bears it stood stood towards the bears but when he turned around and he said they charged these two bears charged him and he took off for a vacant house that was about 20 yards away made it in through this screen door and the bears apparently didn't realize that they could just tear down the screen on the screen door, <laughs> and they sniffed around and left. So he survived oh, the charge from the from the black bears. I don't know if there was cubs around, but he he made it. Back, oh man, so. yeah. Uh, you said he turned his back on them. Yes, that might have been what's it. Because I I've heard that you're supposed to like make yourself big right. and try to intimidate them, but. That's what they say. They say that who encounter black bears make themselves big, make noise, and back away slowly. If there's a house 20 yards away, I think I'm running for the house, too, even though I'm not a professional Kenyan runner. Right. I'm not going to try and intimidate a bear, let alone two of them, two bears. So the the runner was Moninda Marube from Kenya, and he's run, actually finished third in the 2012 main marathon, and he won the 2013 half marathon. Uh, He also said he'd once encountered a leopard in a tree. Well, he was alone in Africa, but he found the bears were scarier. So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. This, Apparently, he's this flushing guy needs, out all the wildlife. He needs to buy a treadmill. <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's a problem. He's leopards and bears. Oh, man. Just stay on the track. I'm sure that Maine has a few running tracks. Yeah, get a gym, or maybe some gym membership. Yeah, or, you know, you can stay in. The, you don't have to be running right, in the woods. Yeah. The, they do the marathons through the city, don't they? Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's where you should go train. <laughs> stay away from the woods. All right. So, uh, again, a slow sports news week. But I thought I'd ask you this question. Who do you know of any player any professional player who has won a championship in two different sports. Well, I know the one because you've been practicing his name. No, he's not the one. Oh, he's not. Say it. <laughs> he's played two professional sports. Because I know, I know Bo Jackson. Right. I know Deion Sanders both played two sports. And then you've been practicing his name, Dave, Dave Boucher. Yes, very yep. good. I think that's how we say his name. Dave D. Boucher is what I was saying mm. Uh Someone can tweet at us or something who can correct his pronunciation, but they all were professional uh, sports players who played in two sports, but there's only two men who've won titles in two different sports, and one of them passed away this week, and his name was Gene Conley. Mm-hmm. And okay. so the other one... What, what sports did he play? He played professional baseball and professional basketball. That's an interesting two. It is. He was six foot eight. 
Oh, wow. So he was the... Uh, He's a humongous baseball player. Yeah, then. he was. He was the uh, Randy Johnson before his time. He was the <laughs> tallest player to play baseball up until that point. Wow. And he played, actually, over the course of six years, he played 12 seasons. He would play play baseball, and then he would play basketball. And it's because, hey, sports, they didn't pay the way they do now. He played in the 1950s and 1960s. Mm-hmm. He won a championship with the 1957 Milwaukee Braves. Uh, he was a World Series champion there. And then he won three NBA titles with the Boston Celtics from 1958 to 1961. And so he had no That was the, the Bill Russell and... Yeah, you've Bill got Russell. it down. Yeah, he won... And, uh, uh, who else was on? Robert Parrish, was that? Was he in that time? No, period? Robert Parrish was later. He was, he was in the 70s and 80s. Okay. Uh, let me... Red Auerbach was well, the uh, coach? Red Auerbach was the coach, and that's ha- fascinating how he ended up getting his contract with the uh, with the Boston Celtics was he was playing baseball, and he there was a Boston Celtic who also was playing two sports, and saw him playing uh, with the, saw him playing and said, hey, you should come try out for the Boston Celtics. That's a meet, different arrow right there. He said, you should meet Red Auerbach. Hey, you want to just come try out for a, right. a, a pro basketball team? He <laughs> said he hadn't heard of Red Auerbach and hadn't heard of the Boston Celtics. Oh, man. But he had played, you know, he had played some, the the guy who, I'm trying to find it here, the guy who saw him play, uh, he he had seen him play when he was with uh, playing in college. Uh, okay. So he played. It was Bill Sharman. Okay. Uh, he was a, a guard for the Celtics. Played third base on a Dar- Brooklyn Dodgers farm team, and he saw him. He had seen him play for Washington State College. And he he passed away recently. Yeah, he was passed it? away oh. on Tuesday. Okay. At the Fourth uh, of July, then. Yeah, the Fourth of July. He passed away at the age of eighty-six. But so he won championships with both the uh, Celtics, Celtics and Milwaukee Braves and the Milwaukee Braves. Another okay. fascinating piece of trivia with him: he's the only player to have played for three professional Boston teams because he played for the Celtics, he play, played for the uh, uh, Boston Red Sox, and he also played for the other uh, Bo- Boston Braves when they were. I think they were in the, when they were in Boston. Okay, so. That's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was uh, quite fascinating. So he's and then the who's, o- who's the other player? Who's the only other player? Yeah. One two was Otto Graham. Okay, Hall, Hall of Fame quarterback for the Cleveland Browns in the forties and fifties, and uh, so most people who are Browns fans can't actually realize that their team won a championship, <laughs> much less even made it to the playoffs. <laughs> but they were a dominant team in the forties and fifties, and Graham. Played for the uh, one with the Cleveland Browns, but he also played a championship, played with the Rochester Royals of the National Basketball League, uh, uh, which came before the National Basketball Association. You want to hear something embarrassing about the Cleveland Browns franchise? Yes. Bill Belichick's first playoff win was with the Cleveland Browns. That is their most recent playoff. Win. Oh my goodness! I knew he had coached him and gotten fired. I mean, yeah. it just shows them they fired Bill Belichick. He, right? Wasn't it in nineteen ninety nine? His first playoff win. Uh, it's oh, I think it was before that. I can't remember. I think it's been over twenty years. Wow. I think it was in ninety something, ninety three, ninety four. I don't know. Yeah. But his, his 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 first playoff win. He's had a lot of them now. Correct. Is the last one they've had. That's. <laughs> 
Oh, that's more embarrassment to go along with. Right. And he beat Bill Parcells. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, who was with the Patriots at the time. It was very interesting. A lot of irony there. Right, yeah. Very, very weird. There was some, uh, you you mentioned uh, other, so Otto Graham is one of two professional players to win championships with two different in two different sports. You mentioned someone uh, that you thought was one of the players who would have won a championship with two different sports. Uh, who were the two guys you said you mentioned that I, played? I just Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson are, in my opinion, probably the two most famous to play two sports. Right, and Deion Sanders played was the only one to have played in two championships in both the uh, Major League Baseball and in the NFL. Although he didn't win championships, the Braves. Uh, were beaten in the 1992 World Series. He played for the 1992 World Series Braves, but did not win a, a championship with them. So he's played in them, but he... Who did he play with in football for his last championship? Did he play for the, the Falcons? Was that who he was playing for when they lost? No, I don't think I have to take a look here. I thought he... I mean, he played with the 49ers, and he played with the Cowboys, and I think he won a, uh, the, won a championship with the... Let me just take a look here. He played five seasons with the 49ers. I'm not seeing, um, not seeing where he won his championship with. So I I can't say that. Oh, Super Bowl champion, 39 or 29, 29 and 30. So I think that would have been the Cowboys. It was. Oh no, the 49ers. 49ers. <clears throat> It's weird because those teams were both dominant at that point in time. Right. So the 49ers beat the Chargers. That was a blowout. I remember that one in Super Bowl 29. And then in Super Bowl 30, the he won with the Cowboys. So I had that one at least right. He played a year later and won the Super Bowl with the Cowboys when they beat the Steelers. So uh, he won a championship in the NFL but did not win one in baseball. He was a good, he was a good two-way player. A lot of people have forgotten the fact that he played baseball because certainly his uh, post- professional career has been dominated by uh sports around football mm-hmm. you know a lot of football commentary um you know i think even, he's more famous for he right. had the return touchdown record until devin hester broke it recently but that was that was different because most of his were interceptions whereas devin hester's were all almost as return like a return specialist right any uh here's another person that you would not have thought of when you thought of players who played in two sports, because you you mentioned that the two most uh, common or f- uh, famous ones, but think of the Boston Celtics again and their general manager. No, I can't think. Uh, you're talking Dan, back in the 50s and 60s? No, or? right now. Oh. Their general manager right now. Oh, yeah. Brad Stevens is the coach, and I forget the GM. Danny Ainge. Yep, yeah. He played for the Toronto Blue Jays and uh, played three seasons with them, and they had to, he was decided to pr- pursue a career in basketball and had to give up his, because he wasn't that great a baseball player. I think his career hitting batting average was 220 with well, two home runs over I, two I guess, seasons. I guess in that family, the father beat the son. Because Danny Ainge, GM for the Celtics, he got Gordon Hayward in free agency. His son is a senator in Utah. Or a, he's a politician in Utah and was trying to convince 
Hayward Destay saying, hey, we've got this like millionaire's tax. It's it's better than Massachusetts. You go to Massachusetts, you're going to lose a lot of money. His son was trying yeah. to convince him to stay yeah. in Utah. His politician son was going against his GM dad. Yeah. Wow. There's like a tweet or something. Very interesting family dynamic. Well, anyways, he did play. Most people don't even recognize. I remember him playing for the Celtics in the 80s, late 80s, and, and winning championships with those teams. Well, it but seems like just, a lot, you know, you hear about, obviously, John Elway, he never played baseball, threatened to right. when he was drafted. I think Russell Wilson was a, a high baseball prospect. Um, when he, he went and he, I think yeah. he played He like does like a, spring training with them or uh, with the, the Rangers yeah, or he something. Did, yeah, exactly. I heard that as well. He had mm-hmm. worked out with the Rangers. But, so. so I think nowadays it's it's tougher, obviously, because I don't think either sport wants to have to share a player and... So a lot of these guys probably could play two sports, but they don't because the money is there to just stay and specialize in one. Well, and it's even fascinating, even for Gene Conley, the guy who was playing in the in the 50s and won these two championships, They the baseball teams didn't want him to play basketball. And really? they, they offered him money to Obviously not play not basketball. <laughs> no, they didn't. Uh, they offered him, he, he they had offered him, I forget, one year like uh, you know $20,000 not to play basketball. And he made a counter offer to him, and he never heard back. So he went ahead and just played basketball. <laughs> he would often miss spring, the first few weeks of spring training because of the basketball season wow. before he came down. And he said, "Most people think, oh, you're already in, you're in, you're in baseball shape because you've been playing basketball." And he's like, completely different muscles. He's like, I was mm. not in baseball shape. Running on a hardwood floor playing basketball is not the same as putting cleats on and running in the field. So. Mm. Well, I, I just have one last story that I thought was kind of funny. Did you see Marshawn Lynch recently became another two-sport athlete? Wait, wait, wait. You're bringing us back to that sport that we never talk about. <laughs> so I guess you're right. He's not a two-sport athlete. That might, thank you for correcting me. Marshawn Lynch in a celebrity soccer game. I think it was like the Seattle Sounders and Portland Timbers. It was definitely Seattle because of obvious connection there even though he's not going to play for the seattle football team anymore but he ran out onto the field wearing flip-flops and then proceeded to pick up the ball and run it into the net and i I would say this goaltender actually put up a somewhat he got stiff-armed by marshawn lynch oh wow the gold goaltender put up a little bit of effort and uh but unfortunately he was given a red card which means he was done for the day I think that would make the sport a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> just have football players, American football players play it. <laughs> play it. Just run the ball in. <laughs> the scoring would increase incredibly. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that'd be – those scores would be insane. A 90-minute game, you'd have – it'd be like 100 to 99. <laughs> exactly. Did you, uh, did you have anything else for this week that you wanted to – or did we get it all? I've, we've covered everything that's on my list. All right, then. I guess that's it for this week. All right, we'll sign out.